You're listening to the Morrowology Podcast. It's all about Morrow County, Ohio. I'm really glad I stayed till the end for this one. In the studio today is your hosts, Mike Wilson and Joey Powell. Hey, Mike. Hey, Joey. You're still laughing at that intro. I am. <laughs> at first, I had to look over because I was like, Mike, you're not supposed to be talking yet. But I forgot <laughs> I plugged that in. Yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, so that was my bad there. So how's it going, sir? Another week. Another week, another dollar. Another day, another dollar, right? Yeah, something like yeah, that, yeah. yeah. Uh, another dime. Well, I mean, we're not in the dime realm, but, you know, dime era, I should say. So, uh, anything new? Any, uh, nothing new? Nothing new, really. Same same old stuff. Different week. Wow. You <laughs> kept that PG. Well, you know, this is not going to be something new that I'm going to share, but the Eco Center, along with their friends out at uh, Teradice Nature Center and Headwaters Outdoor Education Center, are hosting the holiday tree donation for their brush habitat. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go out to um, all of the sites except for headwaters and dump your tree off in the uh, designated spot. Now, remember, the tree needs to be naked. Uh, no no lights, no tinsel, nothing like that. It all needs to be naked because it makes a good uh, home for all kinds of bugs and animals and all that good stuff. And uh, actually, actually can produce uh, some nice little uh, hiding places or a little habitat. Yeah, yes. a little habitat there. So uh, Eco Center is located at 1757 County Road 59, Caledonia, Ohio. Teradice Nature Center, 1536 Whetstone River Road North, Caledonia, Ohio. And then Headwaters Education Center is right out here on uh, uh, Home Road 151, Mount Gilead. That's right behind the Sheriff's Department. Uh, and that goes until January 15th, which I believe is coming up rather fast. Um, wow. You know, we're halfway through January, January like yes, at that point, you know, by the time this is up. Uh, and then we have the 42nd annual consignment sale, February 26th, uh, starts at 9 a.m. I'm not even going to go into what that is. Everyone knows that is the annual Carhartt convention. Um, then we have, uh, I left this one on Mike from last week, Bad Axe, <laughs> Axe, A-X-E, okay, yeah. yes. Bad Axe Arcade and, uh, Throwing, so at 44 South Main Street there in Mount Gilead, they opened, uh, Thursday, right, Thursday the 6th, um, they opened, and I saw a few pictures, uh, it looks pretty cool in there. Does it? So, I mean, seriously, go sometime and throw an axe, it's pretty cool, it, it, it's a good time, it takes you a couple times to really get it, but, yeah, you can get it. Uh, it's pretty cool. Bunkers Mill, January the 11th, which is in two days. For let's see, is Sunday, so Tuesday. Uh, Bunkers Mill is having is they're taking a very much deserved vacation, and they will they will reopen on the 11th, and uh, they'll be back on their normal hours of operation. That's going to be Tuesday through Thursday, three to nine p.m. Friday, three to ten p.m. and Saturday, twelve to ten p.m. And they'll be closed on Sunday and Monday. So, no wine sales on Sunday, Monday through Bunker's Mill. Um, January the 12th is the 16th annual Will Tube for Food at Snow Trails. I thought I saw that and I thought, well, that would be kind of cool. You know, they, have to, they definitely had to make their own snow this year. We just have not seen that. Um, on the 12th, from 1 to 5 p.m., the Ohio, uh, the OSU Extension Office here in uh, Morrow County is... Uh, hosting a pesticide and fertilizer application recertification class. So, Mike, 
Quit killing grass without being certified, okay? Okay. Uh, it's 419-947-1070 to, um, to uh, get uh, put on the, uh, the au- not the auction block, the uh, reservation block so that you can attend that class. Um, let's see, January the 14th at 10.30 a.m. Story time. So that's going to be every Friday at the Sullivan um, Public Library, and it starts at 10.30 and uh, then on the 22nd of January at 10 a.m., they're going to do a winter hike at the Mount Gilead State Park. And it says, we'll be exploring the beech maple forest that surrounds Mount Gilead Lake on an easy one-and-a-half-mile hike. Remember to dress for the weather and meet us at the Nature Center. All right. Yeah, so uh, let's see, January the 26th, then at 5.30 p.m., Mike, show up to Cardington Lincoln Elementary School for Science Night. So that'll be pretty cool. You know, the STEM program, science, technology, uh, engineering, and mathematics. But I think now they've put in A. Um, I can't remember what the A means now. Uh, But it's STEAM now instead of STEM. Okay. But anyway, um, Angela will be mad at me since she's a science teacher. uh, And I don't have that answer. But anyway, um, so that's going to be at Cardington, uh, January the 30th at 2 p.m., Groundhog Program. At Headwaters with Big G and Scat. <laughs> big G and Scat. Yes. I know what Scat is. That's what, I, I, yeah. I'm not sure what Big G is. I think the big groundhog. Oh. I oh. think it's going to be somebody in a suit. Oh, okay. I got it. Got it. Yeah. Got it. But I'm trying to figure out who's the turd. <laughs> anyway. I haven't been asked yet, so I don't know. Uh, they're also going to do a uh, track hike with that as well. Uh, February the 3rd, then, at 6 p.m., Stuff the Pig Scholarship Fundraiser. The women of Morrow County are dedicated to the local community, um, and they are looking to raise funds for young ladies of Morrow County that will be furthering their education. Uh, we would love for you to join us at our annual fundraising event to celebrate these ladies in resol- ra- uh, raising scholarship funds. Your involvement helps to give back. So this is pretty cool. It's a mm-hmm. local way to uh, get uh, local young ladies um, money for scholarships. So, and that'll be at the Seniors on Center. And then February the 19th. All right, Mike, get your dress ready and your high heels. Excuse me? Yes, you heard me. The Morrow County Mom Prom. I think we talked about that last week. I think we did. Um, it is time again. And uh, look that up on Facebook. There is, I believe, a reservation for that that you uh-huh. need to put in. Um and that's always a good time. And then, Mike, the last thing that I have on the list today is Freedom Fest. Oh, yes. That's in Ju- July. July. Yeah, yes. July 1st and 2nd yes. um, with, you know, uh, Crowder, Austin French, Nate Williams Band, Justin Moore, and several others that will be announced here real soon. Um, visit www.freedomfestohio.com. And, uh, again, that's going to be at the Morrow County Fairgrounds, uh, sees, uh, July 1st and 2nd. Okay. And I believe uh, Mayor Brecker put something out on Facebook about um, fireworks around that time. I think it was for this year. Okay. Unless he was recapping what happened last year. <laughs> I can't remember. Um, but I do know that uh, that is pretty much it. Well, let me back up to Steam. Oh, so you're gonna you're gonna tell everybody how wrong I was online here? Okay. Well, no, no, you're right, except for not having one of the. Uh, I mean, it stands for science, technology, engineering, arts, arts. and mathematics. The, this guy right here forgot to put in the arts. <laughs> yeah, of all people. Yeah. Of all people. Wow. All right. Well, you know what are you gonna do? Um, also, Mike, guess what? Mar Little Theater is going to be holding auditions for. The Mystery Club. 
Oh, yes. Yeah, we're doing a dinner theater on February the 11th and 12th at Trinity United Methodist Church. And uh, we're looking for almost 22 or 23 um, kids from ages 7 to 17 who would like to be in the Mystery Club. So auditions are going to be this coming Saturday, or I'm sorry, this coming Sunday, Monday, which I believe is 16, 17, um, 16th and 17th. Mm-hmm. And uh, they will be at our offices in Mount Gilead at 83 South Main Street. Look for the sign. You're going to park um, up by La Cabanita or um, the True Value, or you can park at the, uh, is it the health center? Is that what they call it, the community? I think it's some, the community, health, community center. health center. Yes, center. Yeah. I think so, yes. Uh, you're, you can park there and then walk down to 83 South Main. Now, the sign still says Brucker & Associates. Um, it's not been changed yet. Um, but uh, stop in there so that you can uh, audition um, if you are between the ages of 7 and 17. And then soon, Mike, we will be announcing auditions for the five uh, female females that we'll need for the Sweet Delilah Swim Club. Oh. It's a story about five women that are best friends, and they take a beach vacation every year. So Angela will be making her directing debut with that. Emily Levings is going to be directing the uh, Mystery Club Dinner Theater. Both are going to be great, and they're going to be within a month of each other. Um, So two shows right off the bat before April 1st for Mar Little Theater. Uh, Show dates are going to be the 25th, 26th, and 27th of March, um, also at Trinity uh, for um, the Sweet Delilah Swim Club. And I keep keep, uh, stopping and having to think about that show. It used to be called the Dixie Swim Club. Oh, really? And the name changed to the Sweet Delilah Swim Club. So I remember seeing it uh, as my mother-in-law was in it as the the Dixie Swim Club, so it's hard for me to remember that the name did change on that. Um, for ticket reservations for the Mystery Club Dinner Theater, call 419-751-2177. Leave your name, phone number, and um, how many tickets you would like, and we'll give you a call back to confirm your uh, registration for the dinner theater portion uh, for February the 11th and 12th for the Mystery Club Dinner Theater. And that, I think, will be... A great time. Then later this summer, uh, probably in the end of May, we'll be holding auditions for Seussical. So basically every Dr. Seuss book thrown into one musical. <laughs> it's, a, it's actually a pretty good show. Um, and that'll be youth and adults. Um, be pretty much every age, 7 to 90, 99, 100. You know, we'll take just about anybody. Um, and uh, then then the fall... Uh, the weekend before Thanksgiving is going to be Elf Jr., which follows, from what I understand, very closely to the Elf movie version. Um, but it's uh, been selected uh, with Randy Mann directing that. And then our um, one of our board members, Scott Persinger, is directing um, Susical. Now, we tr- this is our third time of trying to get this show on. We picked it in 19 to do in 20, and we had to postpone it to 21. Then we had to postpone it again in 21, so we're hoping this time it's going to happen for us. And, um, Mike, I wanted to show, uh, share something real quick here before we moved too far into um, into our the rest of our program here. Right. Um, so right now, uh, a lot of you are hearing um, stories about hospitals being overrun. Uh, the National Guard has been deployed into several of the Ohio hospitals um, elective surgeries have been pretty much stopped at every hospital in the state. Um, 
that's part of if you want to uh, receive guardsmen help, um, that's part of them. And now the nice thing is the guardsmen are not clinical. Um, so for the most part, they're not clinical folks. They are helping us, uh, whether it's uh, filling in a, a for, you know, uh, environmental services, you know, cleaning mm-hmm. uh, or passing patient trays and food and nutrition or sitting with patients who may be confused and could harm themselves if they got out of bed or oh, you know, okay. something like that. Mm-hmm. So they're actually doing a lot of good stuff that helps us then, you know, free up other people, right? Um, so with that, I want to tell you, I've seen a lot of complaints about how long people have had to wait in line at urgent cares and at the emergency department. Right. Um, and just so you know, emergency departments are also being overrun and we're seeing patients that need to be admitted that can't be admitted and they're staying in the EDs for a long time. We call that uh, boarding in the ER. Um, EDs are not set up, emergency departments are not set up for inpatient care. They're set up for treat and street type things. So you treat or you admit, right? And, and so they're not meant for you to stay anything over 23 hours right. for sure. Um, and some of these people from, I uh, read an article that there's a part in the state that some people were staying days, like their entire stay was in an emergency department, um, which is just terrible um, overall. So some of the things, Mike, that you would want to go to an emergency department for is, uh, we, uh, I'm sorry, wheezing, shortness of breath or difficulty breathing, chest pain, displaced or open wound fractures, fainting or dizziness, sudden numbness or weakness, and that can be a sign of stroke, um, bleeding that cannot be stopped, abdominal pain, especially intense localized pain, such as mm, hot appy, and app- yeah, you know, your appendix is about to break. That would be one of those. Um, let's see here. Uh, fever with convulsions or any fever in children under three months of age. Confusion or changes in mental status, coughing or vomiting blood, severe headache or head injury, especially if an individual is on aspirin and blood thinners, blood in the urine or bloody diarrhea, um, sudden inability to speak, see, walk, or move. So if you think about it, all of those could be life-threatening. Life-threatening. That's basically what it should be. Mm -hmm. Now, we're also seeing urgent cares and physician practices or minute clinics, things like that that are being overrun too because everyone's wanting or needing a COVID test. So things that you would want to go to an after-hours clinic um, or an urgent care would be cough, cold, sore throat, rashes, or skin irritations, flu-like symptoms, fever, uh, mild injuries, and earaches. Now, remember, people, some of these places have set up uh, times so you have to actually put in a reservation to go. And the reason is, is because these are not life-threatening. So, yes, you may have a fever and you may have to wait three or four hours to get in to see a doc. Um, and that's because everybody is overwhelmed right now. The healthcare um, across the country, I don't know if anyone has seen the CDC has a, uh, I believe it's the CDC, uh, has a map and it shows all the counties in the country. They're almost all red again. They, we started seeing some orange and some yellows, mm-hmm. you know, going back to normal down around the south. No, Omicron is everywhere now, and it's like 90 plus percent of the positive cases that they've been able to uh, take a look at. So things are overwhelmed. Um, take care of yourself um, and just know that emergency departments or emergency rooms are for life threatening issues, urgent cares, minute clinics, after hours clinics, things like that um, for everything else. So just wanted to throw that out there as a little uh, a little shout out to uh, to help us out there and uh, keep keep the EDs um, empty as much as possible. 
And uh, Mike, coming up this week, we have a couple big days. A couple big days. January 10th, National Chocolate Day. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. I didn't tell you that one earlier, did I? Huh? Yeah. yeah. Here we go. All right. That's uh, the 10th. And then the 11th is National Milk Day, National Human Trafficking Awareness Day. And I actually had seen something where Morrow County is actually has a lot of uh, its it scores high up there with um, human trafficking. Well, it makes sense because we're right on 71. Yeah. I, and I was not aware of that, yeah. uh, that it was that high. Um uh, also on the 11th is National Step in a Puddle and Splash Your Friends Day. So what are you doing? What are you doing that day, uh, Joey? <laughs> well, wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> I'll find the biggest shoes right. I can find. <laughs> uh, and then the 12th is Kiss a Ginger Day, and that is not ginger root. That is a, a redhead. Um, I'm waiting for Kiss a Marianne Day. I'd... National Marzipan Day is also the 12th. Do you know what marzipan Say is? Say what? No, I don't. It's um, in baking. Marzipan, I believe it, and I'm going to get this wrong, so I'm going to have to look it up. Um, if you'll look it up, actually, and I'll keep moving along, it's M-A-R-Z-I-P-A-N, Marzipan. Um, and then, uh, let's see, the 13th is National Sticker Day, Stephen Foster Memorial Day, uh, National Rubber Ducky Day is also on February 13th. Oh, rubber Ducky, you're the one. All right, uh, the 14th of January is National Dress-Up-Your-Pet Day or National Hot Pastrami Sandwich Day. Mm, doesn't that just sound good? Uh, the 15th is National Bagel Day and National Strawberry Ice Cream Day. So there, there, there's a, a day for hunting dogs, a bagel day? Um, um, Mike, I, I don't know what... I I'm not really sure what to say there. <laughs> okay. Now, marzipan. Yes. It looks delicious. It's a sweet yellowish paste of ground almonds, sugar, and egg whites, often colored and used to make small cakes or confections or as an icing for larger cakes. Yes. I've been watching this show on Netflix. It's called... Um, there's, it's called, um, what is it? Uh, I can't think about it. They basically, they have to go into a kitchen that's set up and it's like a crime scene, but okay. it's for baking and they go in and they, um, so they go in to the kitchen and the kitchen is basically set up with, um, either clean or dirty dishes, um, ingredients that they would need to make this cake. And what it does is, um, it's okay. It's really kind of weird. Um, they have to pick, they have to basically come up with an idea on what it is that was made in that kitchen. So it's a mystery oh, cake or a okay. dessert or something. And they have, they have to like figure out what this is and they have to actually know what, um, it's called crime scene kitchen. That's what it is. Okay. I've um, heard of and that. It's got Jewel McHale in it. He is actually, um, he's, he's uh, a comedian. Um, he actually does a lot of the announcing and stuff, but, it's pretty cool. They go into the kitchen, and there's a whole bunch of uh, clues in there they have to pick up on. Mm -hmm. And then they have a bake-off between several other teams, and it's a, a team is two people. And uh, it's been pretty cool. And there oh, are yeah. some people with some huge um, ability in there to make cakes and stuff. It's just amazing to me um, what they're able to do. So, um, And then uh, January the 17th, National Bootleggers Day. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. 
that's all I had for uh, for that. So, Mike, are you ready to go back in our time warp here? Oh, I wish I could. To uh, the flashback. It's time for our flashback. You're right. Well, today I'm actually going to be reading a um, an article that Evelyn Long wrote. Oh, Evelyn Long, she's such a nice lady. She is, and she's just... Uh, she's a hoot to talk to. Oh, she is, and she's just the uh, unofficial historian of Cardington area, I believe. So uh, this one is from the 1989 um, um, Mara County Sentinel, sesquicentennial uh, paper. Is there a date on that in 89? Um, I'm just curious. I don't know. I don't see one. It was just kind of generic 89. Oh, okay. <laughs> Why well, would have been either three or four years old in 89? Oh, well, just want to throw that out there for you. Okay. And, uh, this is actually a, a compilation of first in Cardington and some interesting facts of the Cardington area. Um, the first mayor was John Shurr, S-H-U-R-R in 1857. The first uh, person married was Slocum Bunker. Well, there were two first persons because he obviously married somebody else. Uh, Slocum Bunker and Matilda Wood. Uh, The first couple married who were both residents of Cardington was John Kessler and Rebecca Stout. The first lawyer in Cardington was Thomas McCoy. The first physician was Andrew McClure. The first resident minister was Charles Caddy, who was a Methodist Protestant. The first white child born here was Joseph Bunker, who died in Texas in 1841. So was that the Bunker? I am presuming he would be the child of the Bunkers who were the first ones married there. Archie and... um, No, it's not Archie and Edith, no. Edith, that's it. No, no, no. Okay, the first death in the village was Daniel Bunker, son of Isaac Bunker, his death was the first uh, burial in the Marion Road Cemetery. The first burial in the old cemetery, now part of Glendale, was a child of Amos Castell. And the first burial in the new cemetery was Mrs. Uh, Esteline, wife of David Armstrong and daughter of Israel Heil. The first horseless carriage was owned by Dr. H.S. Green. The first automobile accident in the village in the village proper, happened in June of 1912 when W.R. Conway, who was the editor of the Morrow County Independent, uh, walked into the path of an auto driven by Cleo Peck. Although dragged by the auto for a few feet, he was pulled out by bystanders and recovered from bumps and bruises to go on and edit the newspaper for many years. That's amazing. That is um, and you know that car couldn't have been going very fast. Oh, no, they didn't go very fast, no. but they were heavy. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, some little-known facts of the Cardington. Caleb Norris, who moved to Cardington with his parents from Waldo when he was four years old, graduated from Cardington High School and moved to Marion to study law. He became one of the ablest lawyers and jurists in the state of Ohio. He later became a judge. The Republican convention was held in Cardington about 1866 when a candidate was nominated for the 40th Congress. Although C.S. Hamilton of Union County was elected, he later was murdered by his son, General John Beatty of Mount Gilead, 
was chosen by special election to fill the vacancy. Harry Schunk, a descendant of the early settlers, became a popular entertainer in vaudeville and performed with the Al Fields uh, minstrels in theaters across the nation. He frequently returned to Cardington to visit his family. Actress June Haver, wife of the late actor Fred McMurray, you remember my three sons? Okay, all right. Visited Cardington as a youngster when her grandfather, uh, Mr. Stovenauer, lived east of town on County Road 124. Her father was born in Cardington. George Maley, the most decorated man in World War I, carried messages under fire for Dr. Maccabee. Both men were from Cardington. There was a town pump downtown on the square for many years for public use and for horseshoes as well. Until 1950, the most common family names in Cardington were Sherman and Miller. And I think that Sherman's still a very common name there in the Cardington area to this day. Some Shermans have some big farms in that area. One of the largest fish caught in the Whetstone Creek in the village was hooked and landed by the late Harley Long just west of town using a four-ounce fly rod. Harley landed the 18-pound carp, 18 pounds, after a half-hour battle. That's a big fish. That is a big fish. The Greenville Treaty Line runs east and west through Cardington. For many years, a stone on South Marion Street marked the point where it passes through the village. The line was the result of a treaty made by the U.S. and the Indians in 1795. The agreement surrendered surrendered everything south of the line to the white people or the Americans and everything north to the Indians. The treaty came about following the Battle of Fallen Timbers between the Indians and Mad Anthony Wayne. The Indians suffered massive losses. Anne Elizabeth Beatty, a rural Cardington resident, spent most of her adult life campaigning for the adoption of a neutral international language called Esperanto. She spoke to Cardington High School students and before many groups describing it, its simplicity, Esperanto was never adopted. Beatty lived into her 90s. According to the reminiscence of the late Arlington Klein, wild passenger pigeons flew over Cardington one day, so thick one could hardly see the sun. Klein thought there were two million pigeons in the flock. Wild pigeons had died out in 1950 when Klein's story was told. Bandits believed to be the Dillinger Gang, which we've talked about that, that yes, on this show yes. before, robbed the local citizens' bank of $8,000 in the 1930s. No one was hurt in the robbery. According to the July 4, 1912 edition of the Morrow County Independent, a mouse killed by Poe Jenkins' um, uh, excuse me, killed at the Poe Jenkins home Tuesday morning by the explosion of a toy torpedo that it was gnawing became the first 4th of July fatality reported. That had to have been a real catastrophe. Wow. Another 1912 paper reported that a chicken dinner could be purchased for 25 cents every Sunday at the hotel. In 1912, a typical Christmas dinner menu was blue points on half shell, Celery, olives, roast turkey with oyster dressing, giblet gravy, cranberry jelly, candy jams, mashed potatoes, pickled pears, and peaches, malaga, 
I don't know what that is. Malaga salad, plum pudding with brandy sauce, ice cream, cakes, nuts, raisins, and coffees. And this all had to do with trivia surrounding Cardington. And again, that uh, information was provided by Evelyn Long. Wow. Uh, geez. Um, that, uh, well, so the Malaga salad looks like it is, um, it's a, a Mexican meal. See, si. see, si, senor. Um, yeah, so it says, nor, uh, normally in Spain, when people talk about potato salad, they think of Russian salad. Um, so it looks like it's got potatoes, um, but they also add uh, salt cod, olives, and oranges to the mix. Mm, interesting. I would be okay without the fish. I am not a fish person. Oh, I love fish. Oh, no. Um, I, by the way, if you like fish, have you had the fish basket at Inzone? I have not. It's good. Get it with onion rings. Well, the onion rings I could do without. I'm not an onion person. Oh, then do the French fries. Okay, that'll work. Because it's good. <laughs> it's good. Now, they give you, it's a big piece. Like, seriously, the piece of fish is like this big. Really? Yeah. It's like I could almost tie it to my foot and use it as shoes. Oh, I mean, it's wow. huge. Yeah, it's a big piece. Uh, I used to be three, and then I think they had issues um, issues with, uh, yeah, you know, getting it in, of course. So, but yeah. Wow. I tell you, Morrow County has so much history, and that... I think that's cool. That article ties in a lot of what we've already talked about. Um, and folks, if you're interested in learning more about the Greenville Treaty Line, specifically only because I have sitting on the wall here behind me the Morrow County Historical Society's calendar for 2022. And they're available for a $10 donation at Hoffman's Office Center at the um, Sames and Cook. Sames and Cook and at the Edison Quick Stop. If they still have any. We were down to like less than six. And this is the second batch that you've made. Yes. So um, so will that be it? Are that will be it? it. We decided at our meeting this past week that uh, no, we're not going to print any more. You're done. Yes. Okay. So, folks. Limited edition. Get so it should there. be worth more money. Sames and Cook, Edison <laughs> Quick Stop, and or Hoffman's Office Center in Mount Gilead to get them. If you don't get there, then you're done. There's there, there's no other option. That's that's if true. If you're interested, I will sell you my copy for sixty dollars. Um, With how much is that going to the Morrow County Historical Society? Ten. Okay. <laughs> and the rest coming here for the podcast. I just oh, got, that'll I just work. Got the bill for our our um our podcasting because you know it costs to host this. Uh, you have to host it on a web page, um, and so. It costs to do that, so oh, I just got. Oh, you hadn't told me that. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's something you know. It's Plus not, our salaries. <laughs> our salaries. <laughs> <laughs> Okie dokie. Uh, yeah. No, it's not very much. It's not. So, um, anything else for the flashback? I think that's it for now. All right. Well, go, go back to the future. <laughs> Great Scott Marty. I'm back. <laughs> I've been waiting to say that for a while. Um, oh, EDS Sauce guys in Mount Gilead. Have you been there for their? I stuff? have not been there. I need Mike. to get in there. I'm 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 missing out. Look at this. Can you see this right here? Look at that. Oh yes, I saw that rack. on Facebook. That's yes. a half a rack of ribs right there. Forty three, forty five minutes ago, they posted that. Look at that. That is gorgeous. Mm. I uh, so are they open? Well, we're doing this on Sunday. Are they open today? 
Uh, yeah, they're open. That's where you should go for dinner. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. So let's see here. So um, you're treating. Okay, that'll I, work. Well, I don't know if I can treat because I think we're. I think Angela's got dinner. Oh well, planned for tonight. Otherwise, we'd be eating out. I'm sure. Um, it looks like they are open uh, until seven thirty. So noon to seven thirty. So yeah. From noon to 7.30 on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. They're closed on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Okay. And uh, if you go in there, tell the guys that uh, Joe, Joey and Mike sent you, and you're going to be um, talking to, um, uh, what's his name, Denim and Eric, I believe, um, are the two guys in there. Um, man, I'm just scrolling down through their webpage here, and oh, I'd love to. Getting hungry? Oh, barbecue. I love barbecue. <laughs> I do, too. Um, do you like hot sauces or? I don't like it extremely hot. I mean, kind of mild, too hot someplace in there. So they've got a really good um, mustard, honey mustard barbecue Ooh, sauce. Okay, okay. Um, so that's very good. And then they actually have one. They have It's called Sweet Heat, and it's got a little bit of habanero in it. Okay. It's, a, it's not a barbecue sauce. It's a glazing sauce. You'd put it on and you know, barbecue so it thickens up or whatever. But um, And then they have a mango ghost. Mangoes and ghost pepper. Well, that's got to be hot. It's not that bad. Really? Yes. And you can ask them if you can sample this because um, I sampled a whole bunch of them. And actually, if you look at the at, uh, the um, Marology Facebook page, there's a video of me sampling several. Right. Several I remember these, that. And yes. they were not very hot. And I wasn't invited that day, so, but that's okay. Um, well, there's a reason for that. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no. So go, seriously, EDS Sauce, guys, the end zone um, there is a new pizza place opening in place of um, not. A, it used to be the old farmstead, and then it was the legacy. Right. And now it's a new pizza place, and from what I understand, it's folks out of Columbus. Oh, okay. Um, and I cannot think of the name of it right now. I don't think they're open yet. They might be doing a soft open where if you're calling, they're going to give you an opportunity to um, taste their wares. Yeah, you know, one of those type things. Um, but uh, anyway, if you own a business in Morrow County, please take a uh, real consideration in joining the Morrow County Chamber. They're offering all kinds of um, events, whether it be uh, marketing um, and working with other local vendors or um, just getting to know some of the other local uh, business makers in Morrow County. Uh, they're doing um, luncheons once a month. They also are doing chamber chats, which are the first Monday of the month, uh, where they bring in a guest. Last uh, Monday for January, it was uh, Reardon McLean, who is our state representative for a little bit longer. With the redistricting, he will not be um, supporting our area. We'll have somebody new. Um, the first one that Angela did was with Mayor Brucker. He came in and talked about that. And uh, I don't know, have you seen some of the stuff going on at the pool in Mount Gilead? I have heard about it. They've, it's a little torn up right now. Is it? Yeah. I'll have to drive by there and take a look. But uh, they've got new sidewalk put in. They planted some new trees by Ballfield A uh, right there on uh, the pool. They, um, they moved the speed sign, uh, the, uh, the radar that used mm-hmm. to be on 61 North. It's now right in front of Mount Gilead Schools. And if you go under the speed limit, it has a special message for you. Oh, really? Uh-huh. So it's up there right now? Yeah. You have to go. Well, I know where I'm going when I you leave You have to here. go west on, on uh, Park Avenue to see Park it. West, okay. Yeah. Um, all right. So i got to check my list here. The flashback. Oh, Mike, I found a recipe. We had um, 
a late Christmas with um, my mom yesterday, and uh, I had to make something snacky to go because she had made the meal. So I have a recipe that is really good. Take eight ounces of cream cheese softened, eight ounces of mild cheddar cheese shredded, there's a mix called um, Stonehouse seasoning. It's basically uh, pepper, garlic powder, and um, kosher salt. Okay. And it's in it's in a certain ratio. Uh, but you'll add a um, teaspoon and a half of that. Then you'll add um, you will add three to five strips of bacon, or you can use the uh, bacon bits. That I had that I had I had bacon bits upstairs, um, and you're going to use about three stalks of green onions, and I sliced those real thinly, and then I put you know just for coloring, added some of the green uh, in there. Mix it up, put it in the fridge, let it harden into a ball. So you put it you know on some plastic wrap and form it into a nice ball, and let it sit in the fridge and, and harden up a little bit. Then you can eat it with any kind of crack or whatever. I like it on the plain Triscuits. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was so good. So, so good. Um, so there's the recipe that I'm going to share this week. So uh, what else you got, Mike? Anything else for uh, this week's episode here? We're closing um, in on on our time here. It's at, uh, yeah, we are, minutes. aren't we? Yeah. I mean, we're are getting we, are there. We, aren't we? Um, I don't know that I have anything else. You don't have anything? No. Wow, write that down. Mike doesn't have anything today. I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh. Nobody doesn't, seriously. Well, um, wait a minute. I, I do have some advice. You do? Yes. Oh, it's a pun, isn't it? No, not exactly a pun. Okay. Just if you go into an Apple store, yeah, don't break wind because they don't have windows. <laughs> there, there's your laughter. Is it okay? Oh, and look, they're giving you an applause, too. Woo! Just throw money. Oh, just throw money. All right, folks. Uh, that's going to do it for this week's episode, which will be January 10th, the week of January 10th. We'll see you again next month. And Mike and I are working on um, some February specials that uh, we'll be throwing into our normal lineup here um, on the podcast to celebrate some more Morrow County history. Yes. Until next time, folks, we will see you later. Later.